Hello, welcome back to Green Digital. BG Hamrick here. Of course, um, glad you're with us. We're looking forward to a good time today. I've got a special guest with us. Um, Sawyer Bunnenberg is here today, and uh, we're going to talk about his lawn care and landscaping business. And uh, Sawyer, why don't you just start off by saying hello, tell us who you are, and introduce yourself to the audience today. Sure, of course. My name is Sawyer, and I run Sawyer's Lawn Care Service, LLC. Uh, we started officially in 2019, and since then, we've just been, you know, growing and expanding and refining our techniques. And uh, recently in the last year, we started our YouTube channel as well. So now moving to 2024, we're gonna be running the YouTube channel and the business in tandem. Um, and yeah, just, you know, <laughs> just moving right, right along. That's great. Now I, I wanna talk about the YouTube channel for sure in, sure. in just a few minutes. Let's um, talk about how you got started in, in landscaping and lawn care. How, how'd that all come about for you? So I actually, so I, my, original job I did was I worked at Taco Bell for fast food and yeah. I worked there for about three years or so, three and a half, I think. And then I got, I had an opportunity to join a, another company in landscaping. And, uh, I, I always knew I wanted to run a business and just going into that business. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of business landscaping, but I started with that business. I told them, you know, I was planning on eventually running something, stayed with him for a couple of years, uh, switched over to a restaurant, the restaurant industry after, you know, I got, I got the landscaping down decently with that. But of course, you know, when you start running your business, you, find out there's a whole lot more to it than just the, you know, the work side of it. Uh, so I went into the restaurant industry for a couple of years and then COVID happened and I was running the landscaping business, you know, it was smaller, but I was running it on the side, but then pretty much when all the restaurants shut down, I'm like, all right, it's, it's time to hit the landscaping side full time. <laughs> and that pretty much yeah. kicked it off as soon as the re restaurant industry closed, just, just went fully into the landscaping business and just been doing that ever since. Fantastic. Do you just love the work or is it just the, you know, is it the type of uh, work that you do or is it just kind of, uh, you know, were you just drawn to it in some way? I do like the work. I mean, I like the landscaping side more than the mowing side, but the mowing side is steadier because, you know, you have the, the repeating work, but it's always nice to just take something that's just kind of, well, sometimes it's just a mess. We do some really overgrown property like landscape sometimes and just yeah. turning it into a finished product that the customer's happy with, we're happy with, and you get paid to do it. So it's cool. it's becoming, as time goes on and we're getting better equipment to do the job and we're finding out what makes the job easier, it's becoming less and less of a difficult job and something that you just don't want to, like, you know, any job you do, I mean, even if you enjoy it, it's still work, but it's becoming less work, you know, the more you refine it and get yeah. better tools to do your job more efficiently, so. Got it. So as you, do, as you do this work, what are some of the most um, rewarding parts of the job? I know you mentioned there, of course, you know, uh, clean up and being able to see before and after, obviously, from a customer standpoint, do, are you motivated by, uh, by that? And what's some of the most rewarding part of working in the community and making that kind of difference? Yeah, it's always nice to hear from the customers. We, we try to, I mean, our, our thing is uh, reasonably priced on how you want it. That's our slogan for our business. So, you know, we always want to hear our customers are happy with the work that gets done. If they do have a problem with it. I and mean, we occasionally, you know, in any industry, you're going to hear something from somebody that something's wrong and you can't please everybody. But, you know, we try to get as high a satisfaction rating as we can with everybody. And and our customers tell us when, when something's done right. And we're like, you know, just getting it done and making them happy. So good. Got it. Love that. How big of a crew do you have? Uh, right now it's three. We're going to try to move to four. It's going to fluctuate a little bit because one guy, he, he has something else going on uh, during this coming summer. So he's going to, so he might be going out, some other people coming in, uh, but it's my brother-in-law and uh, that other guy. And like I said, we're going to try to get around, make it around four people uh, moving into 2024. Uh, originally I was, 
I mean, I was thinking about switch, like making expanding it bigger, but at our current living situation and uh, where where all of our equipment stored, we're kind of maxed out capacity on vehicles and storage space. So we're probably just going to keep it at four for now and just see how that goes. Especially uh, like I mentioned with uh, integrating the YouTube thing, we're going to try to hit that really hard um, since we had the opportunity for the channel to grow a little bit going into this year. It's actually makes money for the business, so I can use it as an excuse to keep you know doing yeah. doing the YouTube side of it. So uh, that's where we're at right now. Just kind of just. You know, not not going to expand too much. Just kind of solidify what we have. Grow, maybe grow the crew by one one extra person, and just you know try to try to make some money this year. Yeah, gotcha. Well, at the time of this recording, and we're we're sitting right in the middle of January. There's snow outside on the on the lawn where I am. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot of obviously the nation is you know slowed down right now. A lot of the industries uh, either doing some off season things or or what have you. How, how do you approach uh, this kind of season uh, at at Sawyer's? So right now, I mean, uh, for me personally, I'm doing administrative work online and we're coming in the tax season. I have an accountant, which that's one thing you should always do is have an accountant because that was a huge game. I mean, everybody uses game changer a lot, but that really was a game changer having an accountant doing all the financial side because there's no way that would happen at all (laughs) if I was doing it. Uh, But yeah, we're going to be going, you know, taking care of the taxes Uh, for the employee side. um, They're both basically on call for doing snow plowing and salting. We don't do a ton of salting. I'm realizing this year that I want to do more salting in the future just because i mean we haven't even plowed yet any snow the one guy uh who's driving the other truck he hasn't actually even plowed ever so the first snowstorm which we looks like we might be getting on friday for our area in northeast ohio uh you know it's going to be a training a training thing for him for the first time but yeah. we did go a couple a couple rounds of salting but um yeah my uh my brother-in-law he's a little bit younger but he wants to do landscaping as he gets older and so i, I want to make the business by the time he's old enough to drive another vehicle um, that, you know, we'll be able to just have all around work all season long with, you know, a lot more salting jobs through this time of year, just to carry it through the spring, the business itself, you know, it makes most of it pretty much all its money between spring and fall, but I just want to make it a, a career for any, for someone else besides myself that they can also grow into it because the landscaping industry, if you don't have something to carry you through the winter time, it can be very seasonal work where you can hire people on for spring through fall and they have to go do something else for the winter time. I mean, you pretty much have to jump into, especially around here, either salting, uh, you know, making firewood or snow plowing. That's about all you can, that's all yeah. you can do for the employee side um, this time of year. Yeah, holiday yeah, exactly. Lights. Or holiday. Yeah. That's the other big one. Right. Holiday lights, salting and plowing or, you know, firewood. So. Right. Right. So you talked about administration that you concentrate on this time of year. What's that look like for you? What are you preparing? What are you creating? I mean, are you looking at marketing for the new spring? Are you trying to get ahead of competition uh, in your area? How, how do you approach it this time of year? So, so this time of year with administration, I'm basically, uh, so we, I'm learning jobber that software because I used yep. to use square, but, um, I had a lot of problems with that as I was growing, um, I, it would like lose emails and just general, it, it wasn't working very well between the customers and the, and the software. So yeah. I'm working on jobber trying to learn in how it works better, how to set up routes. It's, it's a, it's an interesting piece of software, <laughs> but there's, I mean, if I ever need anything, they have an AI that you can answer questions that will answer questions 24 seven and you can call them and it's all part of the price. I mean, it's, it's in hefty fee if you're not a, you know, if you don't have a decent bit of money coming in your business, but, um, we're, we're finally at that point where it's worthwhile and, uh, basically just learning that, uh, getting the account and everything she needs for uh, tax season, uh, planning mm-hmm. for this next season. Basically we've been going out, um, we're going to be 
switching to bagging grass this year instead of just discharging for some of our fertilized yards because it's double and triple cutting in the springtime just kind of starting to get to me. <laughs> so I think we're going to try bagging this year uh, so we don't have really messy lawn or not messy, but, you know, having to mow triple, you know, three times in order to make it look half decent. Um, right. or I, I, we're upgrading, uh, we just got a vent track this last fall and, um, we just got a new large bucket for that, for the, for the mulch season, uh, which basically the standard bucket you have on a subtime compact tractor is like a fifth of a yard and that one's a half yard. So you can, you know, really move some mulch with that. So just getting equipment ready for the next mm -hmm. season. And then we'll probably switch over to advertising here for the springtime season in February, I believe. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. If you don't mind pulling back the curtain a bit, uh, what, how do you no get attention in the local market? How, how do you, how do you advertise? Uh, how do you get referrals? Uh, talk a little bit about how you generate, I guess, leads for the business. For sure. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I would be interested in getting into, but for us so far, we've been doing Facebook only like a hundred percent of our, our marketing dollars are in Facebook. I mean, the clientele and I mean, if you talk to any younger person nowadays, they're like, why would I have a Facebook? Everybody has Instagram, TikTok. And now when I mean younger, I mean like, I don't, I don't know where the cutoff would be probably like 2025 and down, but also it's the people above there who currently seem to have the money and are in needs of the services for landscaping. So at yeah. this current time, the reason why we push Facebook so hard is because everybody who's in our, our client base that we're looking for should be on Facebook. So yeah. we, uh, if you, you just take the time to work on your ads and just set them up really well, like, Oh, you, these people are first time home buyers or they're, you know, in this kind of job, they're in a traveling job. They need someone to mow for them and you can target that. And you can also target your local area. And from there, I mean, we've had great results. I mean, the money, it was well spent. I mean, like I said, our entire business has grown off of Facebook advertising up to this point. Yeah, that's great. So you haven't done a whole lot of uh, door hangers or, you know, neighborhood uh, canvassing and that kind of thing. It's been, been mostly digital. I know you can, and I know there's success with it. Like Mike Andy's always talks about doing the door-to-door. Uh, -door, and right. I, I see I see the idea with that. But, I mean, I, I've been told that – so I'm, I'm like six foot six, and I've been told I'm kind of intimidating for first meet people. <laughs> so I don't really like doing the whole door knocking thing because, I mean, yeah. besides the fact that some stranger is showing up at your door, they're like, who is this – person yeah. just you know it's not so i i try to personally i stay away from door knocking uh, i just do it all online so the customer comes to you as opposed to you looking for the customer like hey can i do work for you they're like hey we need you to do work so i, I prefer that method where you pay money they come to you you set it up for them so 100 i like that so once you generate these leads and they come in from facebook how are you capturing them is that through jobber or similar software or you are you fielding all those calls personally uh, by text or by you know your mobile phone yeah. So I actually go and at this current time, I go out and personally visit the properties. We do a free quote. We get the quote together and up. Well, we just switched over to Jobber like two months ago. So I haven't actually gone into a spring or summer season with Jobber, but yeah. we were using Square before. But our process is basically, you know, answer the phones as much as possible. They can bring in leads off the website through Jobber. Uh, it comes in and we contact the customer, letting them know, you know, we have your lead. Uh, they can have an option of being home or not being home, we can just go look at the property. They have a whole detailed sheet of what else, what else to do. We get the information, put the quote together, do some follow-ups if they don't get back to us. If there's something wrong with the estimate that they want or something they want to change, we say, hey, you know, you can change whatever you need to change. And obviously, you know, you're not going to close every single job because, I mean, you go out and quote 10 jobs, you might get five. <laughs> so, right. Because, I mean, we've, so like when you first started, I mean, going on a quick side tangent of that, you know, when you first start a business, you, you'll go with a cheaper price just to get your clients filled 
But when you're already at max capacity, then you can kind of up it a little bit, not not to price gouge per se, but you just need to make your time worthwhile. Because I mean, you're, the equipment we use now, I mean, like, for instance, the Ventrac, I mean, that that's a very expensive piece of equipment. I mean, just in the attachments in the tractor itself is $70,000 for that one thing. And we're using older trucks, uh, older truck and SUV that need to be upgraded, you know, so everything needs to be upgraded. So the overhead cost can be there, you know, but in return, you offer a high quality product to your customers. You show up in non rundown vehicles, you all are wearing uniforms, you get the job done, right. You know, right. quality, the quality's there. And, you know, we make sure we do everything as high as quality as possible. Yeah, I, I think that's good business practice, and I don't think there's any reason to be embarrassed about that at all. I think it's a you know uh, when you offer a, a quality service, you can uh, you know sometimes when your calendar gets full, then you can kind of choose the jobs uh, and the customers you want to work with. And it's not that you don't like everybody, but typically those people who want to race to the bottom as the lowest price, they're going to be the most difficult customers sometimes to deal with. And uh, so I think it's a good idea to, you know, be able to be picky and offer a premium service to a premium customer. And it's okay to, to think that way. It's how businesses grow in a, in a great way. I think it's, I think it's a great model. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Um, so if, um, what communities do you work in? How far out do you go uh, in Northern Ohio? Uh, we try not to go too far out. Uh, we're we're based in Green, Ohio, and we'll go down to Navarre. That's probably about 20, 25 minutes south. And uh, basically, we, we, there's a main highway that runs between Green and Navarre, and we go everywhere yeah. between there and kind of in an oval shape in that general area. So we try to keep it linear effectively and then just yeah. service all the areas on that line. So, like, you know, you can bundle the landscape jobs near each other for a certain day and then the mowing yeah. route just kind of just stays inside of that that whole shape and we also advertise inside of that whole area and so we try not to go too far i used to like when i was starting out i used to drive 20 25 minutes between a mowing property and that was mm -hmm. horrible <laughs> so yeah. we're, you know route, route density is the key i mean so you don't have to price guy i mean you know you don't want to price guys your customers so you want to make it you know reasonable for them and you want to make it reasonable for yourself so you want to try to keep everything under five minutes if you can we still have some yeah. of those 10 minute drives but i mean we're working on it. It takes time. Yeah, I, I get it. It's it's tough in a in a more rural area. Obviously, you have to drive further, but the, the more density of the population, uh, obviously, the smaller mileage, uh, mm. you know, area you can work in. I think that's uh, that's a smart way to do it too. And then you can uh, you can be just more efficient in your business, and you're able to get more done in a day uh, with quality work, still staying at the top of the you know, of the list. Well, let's talk sure. about that YouTube channel. I think that's cool. I, it looks like I went back a, a year, I think on your YouTube channel, looks like you've done some really cool stuff. There's some really great YouTubers coming online in our space. And I, I think there's great value being driven there. What made you want to start that? What are you trying to provide? I mean, it's just, sometimes it seems odd to maybe the average person to think there's a landscaper who wants to have a YouTube channel and talk about his landscaping. There's like, what is the payoff for you on that? What motivates you in that whole space? So I've always liked making videos ever since this is a kid for the YouTube side of it. We never really, we didn't like, I had the channel. I think it's a 2021 channel is when it started, but I actually didn't start using it too much until about October because I had to refine the process. I mean, I had GoPros for the last couple of years, but I was having issues with doing the uploading process, uh, editing process. It was just that I was running into bottlenecks with, with the whole process of editing, basically video, videoing, editing and putting it up. Like, I don't know how, uh, like Sean's Sean Spencer, he, uh, it's crazy. He does daily videos. I mean, that, they're like 20 minutes long. I mean, just how, how much you have to film and then edit every single day. It's crazy. Yeah. 
but back on your question there with why I do it, I, I'm, I just enjoy it. I mean, and there's, there's a secondary financial aspect to it as well for the business. Like it's, it's, it, it is a part of the business now. I mean, financially wise, it goes, any funds it makes goes into the business. And so that allows both, you know, it, it's kind of allows you to grow it into like a winter income, <laughs> you know, it's kind of something I can yeah. do in the off season or have as an off season income. And I just like making videos and I'm, tr- I'm going to try to s- separate it in different aspects. Kind of like, you know, you have your, your landscape vlog where you just kind of do your day-to-day life. And then you have your product reviews so you can get more products out there that people are interested in that you use. Like I have a couple product reviews and they're not sponsored at all. They're just products that I really enjoy using. And I just put them up. I, I don't get, I don't get paid for them and they don't give them to me for free. I buy them. And then if I like it, I make a video about it to share it, you know, with whoever might be interested. And I, you know, occasionally same, same with how you're looking to do it is just try to, you know, get some advice out there for anybody trying to get into the industry. It's, it's, I know that's where YouTube's helped me a lot in my business with how I run it, how I charge customers, how I go about just doing things in general in the business. And so, you know, I just kind of want to add to that pool of knowledge that's out there to, you know, help anybody who's getting into the industry or is in the industry and is looking to learn something you might know that they don't know and vice versa. Yeah. I think that's good. And that kind of motivation will help you even in the days when you're tired, you don't feel like doing it, you know, you know, just doing the the right thing, doing good thing for the community and doing, you know, helping other people along the way. But there is a byproduct. And I think it's important at our agency. One of the strategies we try to use with a lot of landscapers, if they're comfortable, is being a micro influencer in their community. You know, when people see a YouTube channel put by their local landscaper, they're going to give you more credibility and they're going to see that you kind of know what you're talking about. They get to see samples of your jobs and the work that you do. It all, it makes you authentic, makes you more trustworthy, and it gives you more exposure in the community. So I think those are great byproducts for, you know, doing that as well. So hats off to you. Good videos, great, great uh, presentation stuff. Um, I'd like to go over a few of the things or maybe the highlights of a video that you did a a couple of weeks ago that I watched about some of the most important lessons you've learned, some things you've learned along the way as, as a landscaper. What were some of the, I know you got some feedback on that. What were some of the things that stood out to people that watched that video about lessons learned uh, in your business? Yeah, there was a, there's one person there asking me about, uh, let me see, let me go back and reference that there. Just give me one second here. I was going back and forth about something with, with one of them. Don't know offhand exactly what he asked, but uh, yeah, he was just, he was asking me something about the clients, but you know, you just got to make sure that you, you're charging the clients properly for what, you know, you need to charge and make money. Cause I mean, yeah, you can just go do the work for a, a small amount of money and you can get it done. I mean, if you like, if you're, if you're working an hourly job to you, it would make sense to just go charge a client $30. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this for $30 an hour. It's another table. But you know, when you're, when you're really getting going and you're doing things legitimately and you know, you can't charge cash to everybody, obviously, right. uh, you know, there's, there's, you, uh, you get overhead and you have to charge the right amount. And if you get stuck in that space where you're just charging what you were when you weren't, you know, when you're just doing it as a, as a side gig, then you're just going to get in a bad spot. You're just going to get depressed about it. And you're just, you're not going to make any money. You're gonna be like, why isn't it working? It's because I mean, yeah, you might be getting all these clients, but you're, you're, it, it's like trying to, you know, use a bicycle on the, you know, the highest gear, you're just spinning and spinning and spinning, but you're not moving, you're moving very fast. Cause you're not giving yourself any traction to yep. expand. So. Okay. Well, I mean, you're doing a great job, brother. And I really do appreciate all that you're doing. I got a, another question or two. Um, what, I mean, you've been in this five years now, right? You've been doing yes. uh, landscaping, mm-hmm. you know, five years. 
If you were to start over today, what are some of the lessons you've learned in the last five years that maybe make you think about doing things a little differently? What uh, sort of speed to, um, you know, better success would you be able to recognize? Just uh, for anybody's thinking about jumping into landscaping, how would you do it today? I would just go, I mean, going back on that financial thing, just make sure you're charging, you know, right amount of money. Cause I mean, some of those properties, like I mentioned, I drove like, you know, 25 minutes to go do, I mean, I didn't. I didn't charge that enough, <laughs> enough for those properties. I mean, that, that was below my, my, even my minimum now to go do that one. And he wanted it done every two weeks, you know, so you basically have route density, charge a minimum for any property you go to. If someone wants you to mow bi-weekly, that's fine. Just like, you know, charge 50% extra because if you don't, if you charge like $5 more, everybody's gonna be like, Oh, let's go bi-weekly. It's less money for me. And then when you get there, you're going to kill yourself trying to do the work. So, you know, route density, yeah. pricing, charge more for bi-weekly and, you know, I know you, some people have difference of opinion on this one, but, and it's not always possible when, especially when you're first starting a business out, but I always go with the rule of having uh, two of everything. <laughs> if you're going to go into mowing, have two mowers or have a dealer that's going to back you up, you know, and just give you like, give you a mower to rent, uh, you know, start with two trimmers, two backpack blowers, just try to, I mean, it, it's a hard goal to do even when you're starting up, but I, I, as much as possible, I had doubled all my equipment. So I always had a backup of everything. And I never really ran into an issue where I didn't have the equipment I needed up and running whenever I was mowing, you know, and just, you just got to try to just try to keep it doubled up. Now there is an opinion, of course, that like, you know, that equipment sitting around, not making any money at all is, yeah. but it, I, I like to do that. Just rotate it out. When you get something new, you just put the, the next one that was the new one that becomes the backup and then, you know, cycle it out of your fleet of equipment. And you know, there's just a whole, just that those kind of things you just learn along the way. You just don't think about it up front. And then obviously get, getting an accountant much sooner, <laughs> switching from doing the old TurboTax to having an accountant was a nightmare. They didn't have a good time. I didn't have a good time. But now that we're established with an accountant, it's so much easier. And they're they're definitely worth their weight in gold. So get an accountant as soon as you can, uh, as soon as it's it makes financial sense to do so. Yeah. So solid advice, brother. Appreciate all that input. And uh, listen, those of you that are watching us, go over to Sawyer's uh, YouTube channel, check out that video and the others that he's offered there. I'll put all the show notes uh, information about where we can find you, uh, brother, online, be Appreciate able to follow that. after your YouTube uh, and be able to support you. Appreciate the time today. Any final thoughts um, for uh, those watching today about, um, you know, landscaping career and, and springtime coming up? Anything you'd like to offer as final word of wisdom today? Yeah, well, with springtime coming up, you know, when you're getting into mowing season, a big, the big one that's helped me out recently is absolutely make sure you get a card on file for your customer. As long as, you know, because we've gone from like last year, we had a couple thousand dollars in debts that weren't paid from our mowing clients to this year. I think the, we have a $50, <laughs> we had $50 not paid out out of our entire year. And we've done almost double the sales we did last year. So, I mean, if just make sure you get a card on file for, you know, repeating services. Once that service is done, it can be out of sight or out of mind for your clients. But for you, you're kind of like, hey, I, I need paid. And when you multiply that by your entire, you know, client base, it becomes a big problem, uh, especially when you have bills to pay or I mean, you know, if you, it's just upgrading stuff, buying more like mulch for your next job, you know, it, it's, it's a lot harder. And if you have any landscaping jobs, same thing. I mean, customers don't always want to do a card on file for that but at least get like a 50% down for any larger products or projects. So you don't ding yourself. So you at least get paid for your, your time. If, and your product is covered, you may not get the profit until you, you know, to get it taken care of, but you'll, you'll, you could sink yourself trying to do one large landscaping job and then it never gets paid for. So card on file and then down payments for large landscaping jobs would be the two big ones going into the spring season. 
Excellent advice. Really, really appreciate that. Brother, good to have you on. I hope to have you back again. Would you come back and be with us again? On oh, yeah, Green for Day? sure. Yeah, great. Yeah, we'll thanks for that. having me. Absolutely. Sawyer, good to have you today. And um, we'll look forward to seeing you maybe next time. Appreciate you being on Green Digital today. All right, sounds like a plan. Thank you. All right, I'll stop.